Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, would you ever wonder where, who, who is the world's worst lawyer? Well, we got an answer yesterday. The world's worst lawyer was in Washington, D.C., and Donald Trump is paying him to defend him. God, this guy was awful. We'll play some of the hits from Bruce Castor, the uh, Trump attorney who just embarrassed himself. Also, speaking of embarrassing himself, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban is not going to play the national anthem anymore, at least not the American national anthem. He will not play the Star Spangled Banner. He might play the Chinese national anthem. We shall see. There's a big boat parade today in Tampa, and I'm going to guess that there's going to be some triggering going on because they might might even go on the boats maskless. We'll find out. And the New York Times has the latest outrageous cancel culture story. We will go through it. You will not believe it. It's, It's just amazing. They just... Every day, top themselves in uh, in the cancel culture world. World, we'll get into all that and much, much more on today's Callahan podcast. Brought to you by DCU. You love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate in the payment. You deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, let me just start off by saying I'm really disappointed in you two guys. Uh, that'd be Tom Shattuck and Dave Collinan. I really am. I was excited going to bed last night, waking up this morning. I was sure that you'd be hitting your little kitty filter and you'd both have cat faces. And- <laughs> And, and I thought, 
we're gonna go glo- we're gonna go national at least we're gonna we're gonna be on i don't know hannity tonight and we're gonna be on all the you know fox and friends because it's gonna be so funny when one of you two maybe maybe would instead of a kitty what else could you do a dog obviously or could you do like a lion like a mouse or something like that, or you know, Shattuck is he's Shattuck's a rat, maybe a rat or something. Yeah, no, he's a little big for a rat. I mean, how about like a water buffalo? Could you do a water buffalo? See, I, you imagine a filter over Shattuck's face right now. I don't think you can fit it in the screen. But what is this? What is this brutalization? I think you a guys rat, are so damn jealous. I think I think Kone could be a rat. He's got more of oh, smart. No, I'm a gentle he's, soul. Bad, no, bad perception. Facial hair. Here's the thing: is what you're going to see. I predict right now by tonight there's going to be all these copycat kitties because that thing went global i mean it went viral and it was everywhere i mean every show every news channel every you know, they drop it in there for two minutes and then laugh and say how funny it is and try to explain it and then there was a comparison saying that was a much more serious proceeding legal proceeding than the one in washington you know it was it was used mm. to compare uh, and, and mock the uh, the phony impeachment hearings but I think someone will try to do it here. Here we we're, we're looking at it now. And the notable thing I've seen it at least 16 times already is the other two guys don't laugh. <laughs> they don't laugh at all. And it's well, I think that they were uh, astonished at what they were seeing. And the fact that while well, the guy's talking saying, I'm trying to fix it. It's the I'm, cat saying it. He says, I'm but, not a cat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that's great because you know that he, these judges, if you don't get there on time, they will kick your ass. It doesn't matter. These judges have no patience for anything. So this guy is probably in the 50 seconds leading up to the Zoom meeting is probably saying, shit, I'm, how do I get right. this cat filter off? And at some point, he has to make the decision. Do I show up on time even though I can't get rid of this my right. cat head? Or do I do I just bail in the meeting and be in trouble? So he's like, oh, Christ, here we go. The guy and, in the top right, the guy with the beard, the little goatee, gray goatee, he was angry and and, and he was not gonna <laughs> chuckle look at him he is just not taking any of it is that is that the judge uh no that's those are both lawyers the guy in the left bottom left is the judge i think the bottom left is the judge yes. that's the lawyer on the on the top, top right. right he just doesn't have any sense of humor doesn't laugh at all and i would be like the guy in the cat i'd be i'd be unable to turn it off i'd be screaming to my daughter and my wife said help me you know that like the guy was like i'm trying i'm trying and the whole country's laughing except the two lawyers or, but or the judge you, and the lawyer you know the cat guy prepared for the case he was ready he spent you know he's he's spent weeks you know working on this he probably adjusted his background to put all smart lawyer books behind him out his best suit and tie yeah. and tie uh, <laughs> And what, what, so do you know how to do this, Colin? I, I feel like you were mocking it, and now we're doing exactly what you were mocking. Well, we're no, we're, we're, not, we're, we're yeah. done. I just yeah. predict you will see 100 more people try it today <laughs> thinking they're going to go global, and everyone will pick up on it and think it's just as funny, and it won't work. I mean, but, it was, this Jerry, was uh, original. This was different. I hadn't seen it, and, and now all the copycats are going to look. Like, I can't do a filter like that lot. I think I know how to do it. I can go green screen and hang it. My kids can do it on, on, on different wow. Facebook things. My kids, my kids do it all. Yours keep must do Dave. Yeah. Like Snapchat. You can do it. Right. Easier, but yeah. but, yeah. but in, and I don't, I mean the cat thing and the memes, whatever that's pathetic. And it's not, not funny, but the horror of being this lawyer, I like it. Cause I can, I can appreciate how awful that must be. And you know, he's not only is he a cat, but he's got a paying client 
who's watching this. <laughs> Hopefully that person had a sense of humor. Hopefully somebody laughed. All right, here's here's my transition for you. I'm I'm ready for this, man. I'm ready. Uh, that lawyer with the cat face was not the most embarrassing lawyer we saw yesterday. There's a there's a joke, um, an old joke George Carlin used to tell. You know, one of his kind of uh, cerebral. Uh, thought-provoking jokes it's not like a laugh out loud joke but he'd say somewhere in the world is the world's worst doctor and someone has an appointment with him in 10 minutes you know it's just you thought like there's million doctors there has to be the worst one somewhere and he's gonna meet with the patient in 10 minutes and and that poor patient has to deal with the world's worst doctor um there's somewhere in the world is the world's worst lawyer. And the weird thing is the former president of the United States, a billionaire hired him to make yeah. his case. And I realize it's not a real trial. It's a show trial. It's just an act of vengeance from the Democrats. They're just putting on a performance. There's not real. There's not going to be a real verdict. Uh, Trump's going to be acquitted and we'll all move on with our lives. But I always thought Trump had this, this, circle of uh, you know, attorneys around him, most of whom were stone cold killers, you know, the Rudy Giuliani's and the Jay Seculos and these guys who are real uh, uh, hard ass lawyers. And he marches out a guy yesterday. And I realized not many people were watching. Not many people care. It's not a big deal, but the guy was almost seemed to be, a caricature. He almost seemed to be putting on a show and say, look at me. I'm a lost soul. Like Trump was mocking the whole process by hiring and marching out the worst lawyer I've ever seen. I mean, this guy should have had a cat face. He would have been, <laughs> wouldn't have been uh, mocked nearly as much. His name is Bruce Castor. We have some of his lowlights, but he, he, he comes out with a suit. A suit doesn't even fit. No, he doesn't have a script like for his statement, his opening statement, he just winging it. Like I've seen people do this. I saw like a good friend of mine do a best man speech at a wedding. And he thought he could just wing it. He like, no, prepare. Yeah, and I was like, Oh my God, it was the most painful. Yeah. He just kind of rambled and babbled and started look. I'm like, you can't do that without writing some notes. You can't do it without rehearsing it in front of the mirror. This guy made a speech in front of Congress that was carried I guess live on lots of TV stations and had no plan. It was so unbelievable, embarrassing. And he cost them one vote. Not that it matters, but this guy Cassidy from Louisiana bailed on Trump after this guy's performance. And he made everyone wonder is one side prepared and the other side, not, I mean, it was, it was a blowout. It was like the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was one side of it. Um, we should listen to some Bruce Castor because if you don't care, and most people don't, it's just laughable how bad this guy was. I'll be quite frank with you. We changed what we were going to do on account that we thought that the House manager's presentation was well done. We are generally a social people. We enjoy being around one another. Senators of the United States, they're not ordinary people. And boy, this is a diverse group. We still know what records are, right? On the thing you put the needle down on and you play it. I worked in this building 40 years ago. I got lost then, and I still do. I represent the great state of fill-in-the-blank. 
I saw a headline, Representative so-and-so seeks to walk back comments about, I forget what it was, something that bothered her. I don't want to steal the thunder. <laughs> That's a good one to end on right there. That's just, just you know, a partial uh, list. And the report was, of course, CNN said sources around Trump. They have no sources around Trump, but they made the assumption. So they made up a story, which is what they do. But mm -hmm. in this case, I believe it. The Trump was irate. He was furious watching it because uh, they said no golf, no public appearance from Trump yesterday. He was watching the uh, opening statements and he had to be thinking, I'm paying that guy. I, I hired that guy. The guy went after him. The Jewish guy. Yeah. Doug, Doug Shones, not Doug, Dave. Shones, no, no. Yeah. Uh, he, he caused a stir on uh, Twitter because he kept covering the top of his head when he drank water. So everyone was mocking him. The typical, you know, the trolls on Twitter were mocking him and all the people on MSNBC and CNN. And then somebody pointed out, it's a religious thing. He he's Jewish. And if you don't wear your, uh, yarmulke, yarmulke you're supposed to cover the top of your head when you drink. Wow. So it was a Jewish thing. He was doing a religious thing, which they don't would never understand. Right. So they had to stop mocking him, but he was, you know, uh, Clarence Darrow compared. Oh to, yeah. Compared yeah. At least he was lawyer. He, he had a point, but the first guy Castor was like Foster Brooks and he was like, uh, all over the place. He didn't seem to know why he was there. Nobody told him why he was there. So he yeah. was kind of just, uh, you know, ruminating for everybody's pleasure. But that's a bad sign when the first thing he does when he gets up there is sa it says about the a prosecution's case and yeah, presentation. Yeah, that was awesome. That's not, <laughs> that doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> no, it's and uh, honestly, a lot of people uh, did it on Twitter, but it, it just felt like you were watching the opening of the trial on my cousin Vinny, where the Vinny's cousin's co, you know, uh, co-conspirator, the guy, his friend who would allegedly committed the, the murder uh, with him, you know, hired a different lawyer because he didn't want Vinny because Vinny was a little rough around the edges. And in the middle of the uh, state or in the middle of the trial says, uh, you're fired. I want him because this guy couldn't get a, a word out. The, uh, the, the Vinny, uh, well, not the Vinny, the other lawyer, and everyone said that sound. It did. It sounded. It kind of looked like him too. Do we? Do we have a on 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 January fourth of this year? My client did indeed uh, visit the sack of suds. Um, 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 convenience store, but but he didn't. Um, kill anyone. He, he, uh, um, uh, <sighs> we, we intend to prove that they. <laughs> <laughs> and the same look, they, uh, we're just watching the scene and every, all the jurors are looking on in astonishment and the, and the defendants looking on and, and he's uh, covering his mouth, and he's aghast. And that's had to be Trump sitting in Mar-a-Lago watching that boob, Bruce Castor. Why is this not predictable for Trump? Like, why? Like, why can't he's so lavish? You would think he'd have like a really polished. I think uh, they failed. There was a few ter attorneys that didn't want to take the case uh, for whatever reason because it's not well, a real case. Well, yeah, and he had whacked his or this other team left uh, what like a week ago. So th these guys were fairly um, right off the bench. 
But did you see? Did you watch uh, Newsmax with uh, where they broke away from coverage? So Dershowitz, Dershowitz. <laughs> yes, I saw Dershowitz said I, the guy was awful. He said I can't believe. You know, he said I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, they broke out of coverage of the thing, and he and said that the strategy of praising the uh, prosecution, praising the team, uh, the the uh, impeachment managers was was nuts. It had no relevance. It didn't have any point. He kept saying how good the guys did in the other the up. I mean, it was just embarrassing. And I guess <laughs> it doesn't matter. The only the whole thing is about vengeance. These are the ultimate Trump haters. We all know Trump haters. We all know people blinded by mm -hmm. rage. We talked about the woman yesterday, Shattuck, the woman in, who doesn't know what to do because uh, in, Cal in in California because uh, a Trump guy plowed her driveway for free, yeah, and she doesn't know what to do because the guy had a Trump sign in his yard, which means he's a Nazi or he's Hezbollah. She commanded compared to Hezbollah, you know, the Nazis and 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 other terrorists, and said she didn't know what to do. He plowed her driveway for free, right? Because he her milk toast uh, latte sipping husband could never right. figure it out. But this woman, her name is Virginia Heffernan. She went to Harvard grad school. She's from New Hampshire. She's sick. She's sick in the head. She is absolutely sick. Uh, that's the kind of people we're dealing with. We're dealing with, you know, they're like these crazy, you know, mask fanatics. They're just insane. This, you know, the people on the team, the, the uh, Democrats on the impeachment team are sick. They want to destroy Trump. They're not going to be happy until they find out Trump has a flesh-eating disease right. and is dying in agony. Then they'll be happy to know that he's going to suffer and die. Until then, they're going to spend every ounce of energy trying to uh, embarrass him, trying to ruin him. He's not going to be the candidate in four years. I don't care what happens in this trial. Mm -hmm. In fact, I know what's going to happen in this trial. You know what's going to happen in this trial. He's going to get acquitted. They have some weasel uh, rhinos like uh, Mitt Romney and Murkowski and Susan Collins on their side, which is to be expected. They need to get 17 Republicans. They have no chance, zero chance of convicting him. They're spending time and money and, and all this effort just to embarrass him further because they hate him so much because he disrupted things in Washington because he called them out. He, he and and they beat him. Obviously, they beat him. You know, it wasn't fair and square, but they beat him. They got rid of him. It's not enough. They want to kick him in the head like there's some kind of Antifa BLM rioters. But the they want to kick him in the head, Jerry, but only for a couple of days because they're not into this. Really, that that uh, that uh, video that they played yesterday was really all the entire case. The video that Jamie Raskin played that showed the you know all the people with antlers you know bashing through the doors, etc. That's it, because this is not a real trial or else there would be a lengthy investigation and a prosecution and a lengthy defense. But they're not doing that because Democrats aren't serious about this anyway. It's about saying F you to Trump and then moving immediately to photo ops with Biden about his great spending bill, the greatest bill in the history of the world. And so they didn't want this thing to be in the news because well, I know. See, I disagree. They want this is the most important thing to them. You think they care about, you know, the, you know, work obviously they've proven they don't care about people working for a living they laid off whatever it is 11 12 000 with the, with the keystone pipeline they're going to put 1.4 million people out of work when they jack up the minimum wage they don't oh, yeah. care everything is a sop everything is throwing a bone to the radical lefts the radical environmentalists the socialists the aocs and bernies this is something they all care about this they they all share one thing in common they hate the man who just uh, 
served the last four years and he, you know, gets on a chopper and flies home to Mar-a-Lago. That's not enough. You know, that's not enough. They want to ruin him, make sure he can't run again. If he's so bad, like they say, why wouldn't they want him to run again? I don't, you know, I'm obviously, I hate these people. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I would never support them, but I'm not, I don't want Trump to run in four years. I don't think most right. people, I don't think most people on my side want him to run in four years. In fact, if he, he'll be acquitted, we know he'll be acquitted. The day he says I'm a candidate in 2024, I, I will cringe. I will say, no, Donald, don't do it. Go out and campaign, support, you know, your governor, Ron DeSantis. He's the leading candidate. He is, in my mind, the president-elect right now. So support him. Don't run again. I don't want him to run again. I don't care if he gets, you know, legally banned uh, for, uh, uh, from running again through this proceeding. But that's all they can do, right? That's the only thing they can accomplish is stop him from running in four years. Right, and that's if it's if there's no real challenge because that seems odd to sanction a civilian at this point. Now they could have done this if he was the existential threat that we were told he was. They could have done this all in forty eight hours. You know, they could have done it a couple of weeks ago. They could have done it the week of the sixth after uh, Trump attacked the Congress and attacked our very democracy, Jerry. Um, but no, obviously they're not into it. They don't care. And, and, and I'll, I'll agree with you that the Democrats are into it in the sense emotionally they're into it. But politically as well, they do. They are in, into this huge giveaway to uh, liberal groups and de- Democratic governors like Charlie Baker. Right. But it, yeah, this is a joke at this point. What's happening in, in Congress here? It's I just mean, they 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 had a much better day, obviously, the Trump lawyers. And the video, the thirteen minute video, is was very effective. They got some real inside stuff. You get to hear. The thing that, that the MAGA morons were saying, everything they were saying in the uh, Capitol, it was it was effective, but yeah. they left out they left out two words. Peacefully is what you're saying, Jerry. Bless you. Yes, they left out um, peacefully during Trump's speech, which they shouldn't. Uh, right, which they shouldn't have left out because it would give it more credibility if they had kept it in. You know, because people know that he said that. It's like everybody knows he said peacefully. So for them to extract it. But, you know. It, I think he wins on. Well, first of all, he wins because uh, it, it could be unconstitutional. The the, the judge is Patrick Leahy. <laughs> I mean, how how right. absurd is that? Secondly, he wins because he said peacefully and patriotically. You can't say but when you said uh, go out and fight. You can't say those are insightful words because every politician has said those words in every speech they've ever made. And they're going to present, I think, unless that's (laughs) a lawyer, they're going to show all the Democrats who say go out and fight. And they're going to show Maxine Waters. The most disturbing one to me is Kamala Harris. The day after they burned down the police station in Minneapolis, Kamala Harris, our 47th president, said they're not going to stop and they shouldn't stop. So yeah. we're not talking about people who just marched or even people who, you know, threw rocks or yelled at police officers. We're talking about people who burned a police station to right. the ground, chased the cops out. It was a very disturbing visual. The next day, this person, Kamala Harris, she said they're not going to stop and they shouldn't stop. And she bailed them out. She right. bailed them out. Of yes. So, There's a money trail. That, you want to talk about insightful dangerous rhetoric that's much worse than anything trump ever did and we know that but we know there are two sets of rules here but they're not going to win because a they can't get the uh, 
Republican votes. B, it might not even be constitutional. C, it's just there's no real repercussion. People looking at it and say, does he go to jail? No. Does he get fined? No, nothing, nothing, nothing happens. It doesn't affect. He'll be teed up. Right. The, the, whether the verdict is guilty or innocent to convict, no convict. It doesn't matter. He'll be teeing it up the next day and we all move on. No yes, the finding will be will be junk mail in you know in his PO box somewhere. It doesn't mean anything. But you know what they could have gotten him on is the dereliction of duty when they when the attack started and they had some time and they had those couple of hours passed. Trump could have called off the dogs then and said, "Hey, listen, guys, um, stop doing this." Or he could have called in the guard. He could have done something to stop them. But that dereliction of duty was kept out of the out of the charges by Congress, by Pelosi, probably on purpose, because that way Republicans can vote against it and look like bad guys. If they had dereliction of duty in there, it would have been harder for Republicans Republicans to vote against it's, it. Hey, I'm always on record as saying his tweets are stupid. I don't think he was very effective. I don't think he was a good tweeter. And the tweets are the most effective part of the Democrats' presentation. When he says stupid stuff, like, first of all, he said, come to the Capitol. It's going to be wild. And then right. afterwards, he kept on going about how they stole the election and, you know, right. the, you know, go go for it and everything. Encouraging. <laughs> well, obviously, he wasn't encouraging his people to storm the Capitol and kill people. I don't know if people have noticed, but it didn't actually help his legacy. It didn't help anything. It was stupid. And I'll, I'll say this before we move on. I'm watching it, and it's it's wild if you haven't seen the video. And if you hate Trump and you're rooting for the Democrats, you'll love the video because it gets it's right down on the ground with all these crazy these morons these these you know vandals who stormed the Capitol, including Viking Man and all the rest of them. And they're saying, you know, let's go, let's find them, let's do, uh, where's Pence? You know, you traitor! And they're just the the real fringe crazy people who stormed the Capitol before Trump was through speaking. I think they, if they, if Trump had a decent lawyer, he would stress this, say, how could he incite people when he was still talking and they were storming the Capitol? Obviously it was planned. And, and the, the real bad actors were in the Capitol before Trump was done, before anyone marched down the street. And by the way, some of them were Antifa, as we know, they don't, they don't get punished. The John Sullivan, the big Antifa guy that well, was right. Half right of that film that. was hit, was Sullivan's film, right? And he was standing next to Ashley Babbitt, that yep. guy, the Antifa guy. They've already, you know, told uh, said he's not going to be charged or he's not going to jail. They're, if you're Antifa and you hate America and you really want to and you commit violence and you never pay a price, they go in, in Portland. Ninety percent of the Antifa people have had all charges dropped. They've burned, looted, ruined lives, ruined businesses, and they never pay a price. The guys, the MAGA guys. They will pay a price. Hell, Viking Man is in jail with no sign of getting out. He got he got transferred so he could get his organic food, yeah. but he's not. He's never getting out. His lawyer is is begging. He said he will testify against the president. He will go on record and saying the president caused everything. Just let him out, and he won't. The people you see in the video at the Capitol will do hard time, real time. They'll lose their jobs. They'll lose money if they were. If they didn't have American flag, if they, instead of waving American flags, they were burning American flags, they would be out of jail the next day. Our system is so screwed up. As long as you hate the country, you get uh, forgiven for the violence you commit. If you, you know, wave the flag and chant USA, then you go to prison.
But yeah, and you, you know what's crazy? I think they should all go to prison. So, and my complaint is, send them all. Send every violent rioter yeah. to prison. Have the hell with them. Well, I wouldn't have had a problem if, or if more force was used. I know that you had a. I, I don't think you had a problem with them shooting the woman, but of course, I, I, I don't think you're allowed to storm into within feet of the uh, Congress people there. I, I, I am shocked. By the way, how is it that none of these people had guns? Aren't, doesn't that blow you away? They're, they're, I, I've said that, you know, with, with Reamer, I've heard many Democrats say an armed insurrection. Armed, first of all, it wasn't yeah. an insurrection. They weren't going to take over the government. Secondly, they weren't armed. They had to fly in from all other parts of the country. Right. They didn't. I mean, there was no incident, as far as I know, of one of the MAGA morons with a gun, shooting a gun. The only gunfire was this Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt, and we saw it again on this video. It's clear. You could see the front of uh, part of his face or part of his head. Mm-hmm. You could see him, uh, you know, aim and fire. Answer me this, Shattuck. Mm-hmm. Have we heard word one about this cop? I mean, if Ashley Babbitt were a BLM protester, it would be in the front. It would be in the headlines today. Oh, Five yeah. weeks later, we'd know who this cop is. The cop would be, uh, you know, stripped of his badge, his gun. He'd be on unpaid leave. He'd be facing charges. He'd be going to jail. He would be public enemy number one. But she wore a red hat. She was unarmed. She was trespassing. We know that. Trespassing is bad. It's against the law. She shouldn't have done it. He shot her. She's Mm -hmm. dead. We see her die. And there's not even a mention of what happened to this cop. Did he get fired? Did he get suspended? You know, did he get reprimanded in any way? She, uh, how'd you like to be her family, knowing that if she were protesting, whatever, for racial justice or protesting for climate justice, that cop would be in deep trouble. But because she's a Trump supporter, we don't hear a word about it. It's just so bizarre. No, but also, Jerry, you notice that at the end of that video, they say, and now a total of seven people are dead. How is this still rising? How's it now at seven? Well, first of all, they're all Trump supporters. Secondly, as far as we know, other than Sicknick, which we don't know how Sicknick died. It turns out the fire extinguisher was just another lie. But it was at least three protesters died of, you know, natural causes. It was a heart attack, a stroke. And didn't someone fall down? Yeah. They weren't in fighting shape, a lot of these guys. (laughs) And it was a little stressful. Um, Obviously, Ashley Babbitt, she's a Trump supporter who was shot. An unarmed Trump supporter was shot by this cop, as you can see in the video. And then there was uh, two cops who committed suicide. It's not like, you know, like when David Dorn died or Patrick Underwood died. These are police officers killed by BLM protesters. They were killed in cold blood. This didn't that didn't happen. I mean, cops, until we find out what happened to Sicknick, and maybe we won't, but he wasn't, as far as we know, beaten with a fire extinguisher, until we know what happened to him, you can't say that the protesters, the trespassers, the vandals, you know, murdered anyone, did they? Uh, No, I mean, you can't say it because we don't, there hasn't been a shred of uh, information. You're right. There's only this... This news report that Sitnik got hit with a fire extinguisher, which appears to be untrue now, but you're right. There's so there's so little information. It is bizarre. Right. It's, it's amazing. And and this was in the Capitol. If this were in 
whatever, Minneapolis or Seattle or Kenosha, we would know a hell of a lot more about that cop and about the victims, the people who died. But, uh, you know, this morning someone's counting the number of times that Joe Scarborough called the protesters, the vandals, the rioters, called them cop killers. It's like, like he's called them cop killers like eight times today. How we don't know. I mean, maybe there is video somewhere. Maybe they'll make a case that one of these idiots, one of these MAGA morons killed Brian Sicknick. But here we are five weeks later and we don't know. I'd love to find out more. But- There's an organization that um, shouted loudly about how it was time to kill cops all through this summer. Loudly in the public square. Some of them, you know, newly painted with Black Lives Matter in the streets. Um, but there were people all through the summer calling for cops to die. You think so. you think frying like bacon is uh, you know provocative? Well, that's not even. I mean, I mean that's uh, you know symbolic. But people the summer were saying it's time to it's one for one. It's time to start taking theirs out, taking theirs out. It's time to start killing cops. You saw we you played some of this audio this summer of the people in Washington D.C. from the Black Lives Matter uh, platform saying this. But, but I mean that's no it's no well you know no, you know what else is amazing that we know that these idiots weren't going to take over the government overthrow the government it's such an absurd you know overreaction to say that viking man and the rest of these idiots were going to overthrow the government the there is a group like you said there's a group Andy no the journalist has chronicled a lot of what they've done whose goal it is to overthrow the government when they get in trouble the you know Kamala Harris's group will bail them out. They literally say they want to overthrow the government. They literally say America is evil and they burn the American flag. I mean, these MAGA morons are just the opposite. They're waving the flag and chanting USA. They, they're all criminals. They all belong in jail. They all should be arrested, tried, convicted. So one, one group gets a pass because they hate America. It's so for some reason the it other means group- anti-fascist jerry oh that's right i i didn't i, I wondered what that stood for <laughs> anti-fascist um they're, they're uh, all be- criminals but they're low-level fucking crimes like to your point like the real crimes we know nothing about whereas like viking man just because he posted a selfie we know everything about him you know what and, i mean and, and, and what right he was going to be if they overthrew the government he was going to be the new god king of america we're going to have a whole new system. Yes. That's, that's yeah. what the impeachment <laughs> manager is going to get to. They're going to get to that where they say, yeah, he was going to be named God King. And then the guy who had his feet up on the desk in, in Nancy Pelosi, he was going to be vice God King, whole new system. Get rid of God, go, no more reps, no more senators. I, I believe what I heard on MSNBC, they were going to overthrow the government. It's so ridiculous. Again, I hate all violent mobs. I want them all in jail. I'm consistent. The other side, the Joe Scarboroughs, the, uh, they're not consistent. They pick and choose. They hate these MAGA morons. They give a pass to the people in well, Seattle and Portland and, and Minneapolis and Kenosha who are destroying lives, burning down businesses. Well, I feel that if there's unrest in our lives, there must be unrest in the well, streets. Jerry. Right. But, but yeah, that's, but, the, that's the last thing that uh, Ayanna Presley said that anyone you know listened to. I mean, the, Ayanna Presley is this crazy person. Who just says outrageous things every day, and no one even listens. It's like, yeah, every there's a bunch of uh, white supremacists in Congress, and no one even asks who are they. They just write her off as a lunatic. My congressperson is a fringe lunatic who has who nobody listens to and nobody respects because she's so nuts. 
Anyway, by the way, before we go, we talk about Maxine Waters and the Democrats call for violence. They were calling for the harassment and uh, aggression towards politicians, members of the administration and anybody affiliated with Trump outside in spaces when they were with their families. Yep. So in, that means restaurants and exactly. at gasoline stations. Um, but they, they deny it. Like AOC, she'll say one thing one day. She said Ted Cruz wanted to murder her. And the next day she said, I never said that. And the media goes, oh, she never said it. Fact check. True. And I'm like, I just heard it. <laughs> and Maxine Waters defends it. She goes, I didn't want violence. I was told to tell Trump people you're not welcome here. So tell them. Don't don't hit. Them. She said, get in their face. Mm -hmm. Tell them they're not welcome. I mean, it was it's in definition of incitement. But they'll get to that. I think Cousin Vinny's coming in. Vinny Boombots is going to do the case to take over the case today. And he'll get to that. They'll get to all the examples of Democrats inciting violence, especially Kamala Harris, our 47th president, who will who literally said they won't stop burning down police stations. And they, they shouldn't. Stop, and they shouldn't. Uh, that is much, much worse than anything Trump said. And But you know what? These people, they can't quit Trump. They can't get over Trump. They just look at, they, like, where are they going to uh, channel their wrath and their hatred? I mean, Trump's done. Tom Brady's done, at least for, you know, the, the rest of the season. Who are they going to hate now? Like, really, really hate Kevin McCarthy? I mean, where are they going to turn their rage and hatred now? I guess they could turn it to, I don't know, Tucker Carlson? They could turn it to, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro. Who are they going to hate now that Trump is gone? Matthew McConaughey. He said something. <laughs> he said to oh, not yeah. cancel uh, everybody if somebody speaks uh, oh, I know. opinion than you. I know, Shaddock. Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Do you have a um, happy pillow yet, David Hogg's no, new pillow? No, no the new uh, – if you missed it, David Hogg, the uh, gun control activist – um, Parkland student who uh, has become an activist who was uh, who was not in the building when By the, the way, shooting. Did he go to Harvard? Yes, he's going he, there yeah. right now. He got he went to Harvard, and the other kid, Kyle Kashif, who was uh, in you know in the school at the time too, who was the valedictorian, straight A's. He couldn't go to Harvard because he had some mean tweets. David Hogg, who was like you know a mediocre student, he gets to go to Harvard because mm -hmm. he hates Trump. And he hates Mike Lindell, and he said he's starting his own pillow company. And he literally tweeted out, "Does anyone know how to start a pillow company? You know, DM me." He's well trying to start a company to compete with Mike Lindell. Well, he tweeted that out, and then the Washington Post That's carried right. it to try to help him solicit a graphic designer for his pillow. And now he's yeah, he's got a, a scaled down website. I think it's called Happy Pillow or or Good Pillow or something. Didn't he um didn't he like tweet out an announcement of he just hired a CEO and and was all about equality and all this stuff and they had like all the old tweets of him just bash like all this homophobic tweets that he had. Did you see this or no? I did not see that. Uh, I'll find. I'll pull it. Up. Hog? Are that. we sure? No, not Hog. It was somebody oh. Hog hired to run Good Pillow. This oh okay, well, really innovative <laughs> okay. new company. He I hope there's a uh, violent turf war in Giza for the. Uh, Pillow resources. <laughs> Lindell he, he tweeted out that he needs a graphics company to make him a logo, but he has to have it done in two hours because the Washington Post is waiting to do this glowing tribute about the company, 
and they didn't even have a logo. They're like, we can't wait. Get it done. And the kid's like, yeah, can someone do a logo? I'll give you 200 bucks. The Washington Post guy's out in the lobby. It's just ridiculous. But, Jerry, how many people are going to buy this, like, burlap bag full of rock salt just <laughs> symbolically and pretend yes. it's comfortable? It's really comfortable. It won't matter. It's just a, they hate Mike Liddell. He's, he's, yes. he's one of the two or three most hated people in America because not only does he have a crucifix and he, he speaks, he wears his religion on his sleeve and he loves Trump, but he says things like voting machines, irregularities. I mean, that's like, that's worse than the N word. You can't say voting irregularities now. I mean, he's been banned from Twitter and then he snuck on his company's Twitter account and said something about, you know, voter fraud. Boom. They banned right. his company. <laughs> he banned his company Twitter feed. They, they, they just, just like this full-time team of radicals at Twitter that wait for them people to pop up like a little whack-a-mole and whack them down. Last night they banned Devin Nunes for no reason at all. They Did just they really? Like yes, yes. They're coming, coming for all of us, Shattuck. So get ready. But get it's ready. not just lefties. I mean, the conservatives. Obviously, you talked about the New York Times. Anybody who says anything that's not in complete compliance will be shut down. Will be deplatformed. And it goes for some, if you're a good liberal, but you veer off the course just a little bit, or the, you know, the, the, own, the, the mob inside your building of little wokesters, recent BU grads, if they decide that they're offended, then bang, off you go. It doesn't matter how many years of good progressivism you've put in. Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. I'm just going to warn the mob uh, because um, today's uh, not... Uh, they make it triggered today, Shattuck. And uh, I wanted to get to the Super Bowl because we wanted to give you, Colin and I both gave you kudos the other day, yes, uh, two days ago, because you nailed it once again. I think you called every single postseason game correctly. You predicted Tampa in a blowout. You were right. I think you said Tom Brady. I had 31 9 as the final, and uh, that it would be a good big game for Gronk, and that Mahomes would not score a touchdown. That would be field goals from right. KC. I think some people out there listening to you made some money this off this postseason. Shattuck, Shattuck texted me. Shattuck texted me at the end of the game a a a timestamp of this podcast with no reference other than the timestamp of this podcast 
of his prediction of the game. Just completely, I had no idea in the moment what he was talking about. I had, I figured I screwed up the podcast like I normally do. And he said, "No, I just wanted you to hear my prediction." What was it? Do we have it exactly? I mean, what you it was. I, you can take my word for it, Jerry. It was thirty-one right, I nine. I, three I know. field goals for uh, KC. Everybody said, you know, it's going to be a great game, close game, like me, and I was wrong, and you were right. You predicted blowout. I actually called the the uh, the submarine sidewinder almost incompletion to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, uh, in the well, end zone as well. Tyreek Hill. I mean, uh, Tyreek. Pat, Patrick Mahomes has the greatest photograph to come out of the Super Bowl. One of the great Super Bowl photos when he's vertical to the ground making right. that throw, and unfortunately, his receiver hit him in the face, couldn't catch it because it was just such an incredible play. And no one will ever look back on the Super Bowl and thought Patrick Mahomes did not acquit himself well. He did all he could. His line sucked. His receivers sucked. His his uh, defense couldn't stop Brady. So it wasn't his fault. And he would put on a pretty decent show yeah what a damning what a damning thing that is for an o-line when the qb has to scramble 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage to survive to look for a place to 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 throw the ball that was that was somebody somebody did it i don't know how they do this um i forget who did it but they calculated how much he ran Hmm. 500 yards he ran 500 yards uh, on all his scrambles because he was on the run the whole game and he was uh, under under yeah whole game he ran 500 yards and he did his best but with with turf toe too i'm, with I'm turf toe when he's I'm, getting surgery listen I, to the confidence in tom shack's voice as he begins to predict this game from last week listen to the confidence of this man say jerry that um football is a game of inches Right. Um, which is something I coined. In it. So what we're going to see here is a lot of small ball from Tom Brady. Wow. A lot of, <laughs> harken back to the Troy Brown over the top, dink and dunk uh, game. This is uh, the, the Brady. Uh, it's a lot um, of good stuff here. Jerry, so we're going to see a running game, a lot of short passes. Yes. Right. The uh, How do you say it? Indomitian Sue. <laughs> Correct. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. He's going to shut down Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Jerry, and this is going to be a decisive 12-point victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said at least decisive. Decisive 12-point victory. That's the prediction I heard from anyone. I I said this the other day. Everybody falls into this. It's going to be a great game. You know, going to be great because you got great quarterbacks and a lot of theater, and it's Super Bowl, and you hope it's a great game. So everyone says, I don't know. It's going to be a great game. You're the only one who said it's going to be decisive, blowout, boring, ground game running yep. the ball something i call the screen pass jerry was implemented you in this nailed it trump brady only threw for 200 yards they ran for whatever it was 150 they you you nailed it better than anyone so you finished strong shattuck man you uh you were on a roll this postseason but so you should be excited today they initially said there'd be no parade in tampa because you know god knows you can't have a parade with coronavirus raging and those Tampa revelers, they just refuse to wear masks. And the maskless, the maskless mayor of Tampa does not have intolerance for maskless revelers. So today, instead of having a regular parade, they're going to have a boat parade up some river in Tampa and probably into the ocean. I'm pretty sure you know, most rivers end up in the ocean. So they'll end up in the ocean. And I'm just going to predict this is going to be another trigger point for, for liberals because they'll be a – Brady on a boat? You think he wear a mask? That's the big guess because he'll be on a boat with probably his family, his you know whatever. Alex Guerrero. Will Brady wear a mask? Let's take prop bets. One last prop bet. 
No mask. Boat parade. Will Brady wear a mask? I'll go first. Negative. There will be no mask. No Under Armour mask on Tom Brady. That's correct. I'll go negative as well. Can I do a, a pose another prop bet? Sure. Will Gronk end up in the river? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good question because up here we've had these boat parades in with the duck boats in Boston, but it's always too cold. It's too cold to do anything mm-hmm. usually. Uh, so going in the water, he, I will say no for the water. Yes. For removing the shirt and, yeah, and no. guzzling a beer. He will be. Yes, he will be. You remember up here, they threw him beers and he drank them. You yes, know? That became a tradition. Pat, Patrick Mahomes did it last year in Kansas city. They threw him beers and he guzzled them. So Brady Gronk started that tradition. So he will keep it up. He'll take his shirt off. He'll get crazy. He'll guzzle beer. He will not end up in the water. That's a little I disagree. Bit. I think he's going to end up in the water. He's going to come out like with water moccasins wrapped around him, and he's going to be <laughs> plastered, and, and he'll have a great time. And, and you be- know what? This, this will Because he won't have a mask on. He won't have any clothes on. And Oh, you know what would be great if he had no clothes, but he had a mask on? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, the, the, like you said, the mayor was saying that you, we everybody has to wear masks. That's a lot. And then she said that they're going through video surveillance video. Yeah, We're going through that? video to identify everybody. Not only that, but the night before the Super Bowl, everybody's in the streets in front of the stadium, getting plastered, having a great time. The CNN reporter who was there, it was Casey she called Sun- the cops. It yes, was yes. Something K. Was it a woman or a man? Yeah, last- Randy K. Her was her Randy name. K. Yes. And she said she called the cops on people yes. who are not wearing masks outdoors. She said, now, um, should they be doing this? They seem to be awful close together. Uh, you know. And and like the and the and the mayor, by the way, I think the mayor's whole plan kind of went out the window when she was caught without a mask, mm-hmm. as usually happens. The people who insist you you know lock down your life, they don't do that. They it's rules for thee, not for me. They don't take the coronavirus seriously. They demand that you do. That's she's just another hypocrite. They're all hypocrites. It, and it tells anyway. you all you need to know that the, that the for DeSantis, the he prioritizes yeah. the ability to drink beer over anything and else. The, the only unfortunate thing, and Colin looked for yesterday, and I heard it nowhere, is that's not on audio. I no. said, get that line. They asked him why he wasn't wearing a mask. He said, how am I going to drink a beer? And <laughs> that was another. You know, his poll numbers went up another three points in the uh, 2024. Uh, Republican uh, you know, field. He's 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 the nominee. As far as I'm concerned, oh. he's the nominee until further notice. He Florida is free America. We're going to see it and feel it again today when they have this parade. And I just want to warn my friends from NBC and USA Today and ESPN and the Boston Globe, there might be Trump flags. There might be one or two. There's going to be American flags. Well, they don't like you that think, either. You think Brady goes out in his new yacht or whatever? Ooh, good, no, on. you can't. I don't think so. I think he doesn't care anymore. Oh, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a cool, you know, speed, you know, That's super right. high end motor. True. That's true. I think he doesn't care. I think he's, he wants to showboat a little bit now. Now he's showing off his money, which is nice. He's just feeling the flow. He's feeling it. In, in so day. now we can spend the day trying to ID some of these Trump people if they don't have, <laughs> if they don't have masks. But Jerry, actually, I've got another informant um, situation here where I think okay. I can get some chits from Charlie Baker. On this very podcast, I believe um, Mute said a couple of days ago that he watched the Super Bowl with friends. Yes. At a friend's. Uh, well, no, uh, Chaddock, we've already reported him. I, you I did. On the snitch line, the, the Charlie Baker snitch line, you fill out a form, you know, and I, I got the sound, Cullen and cut it, so we have the sound of him confessing. I'm pretty sure the Stasi 
the the uh, Charlie Baker secret police are on their way to a uh, uh, mute's home. So he'll I want to send uh, the audio to uh, Bob Holland, who who's the guy at the Globe. <laughs> yeah, guess what? You know what else he does? Sometimes his dog takes a dump on the neighbor's lawn, and you know what that means? Racist. That's right. Hey. If, you, if you listen to that podcast, though, I don't know if any of the material can be used because it, I don't think Mute was watching the Super Bowl. I think he was doing keg stands the entire Super Bowl. Mute, Mute, if you didn't see it. And Mute had a glass of bullet bourbon. Yeah. We, went, we went past midnight. <laughs> Our plan was to go for like an hour, but we went an yeah. hour and a half because Mute was was drinking his bullet bourbon and giving us a complete breakdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that I was- asked some friends. I asked some uh, acquaintances of Mute. He, he, he is a rambler when he's intoxicated. So we can basically <laughs> He was rambling a lot. That was a good show. Not, 30 that minutes was, shorter, that show. Was, that was a was good show. I mean. rambling. But today, I'm looking forward to this parade. It's going to, again, mm-hmm. feel like a different country, a different world. Those people in Florida having fun. And people in you know lockdown America are all going to be complaining and bitching. And they're all going to be triggered. Like that guy yesterday, another one of these viral videos of a woman in Costco with her like 100-year-old mother in a lark. And the woman and the guy costs him. I don't know if you get this, uh, Colin, but it's just. Say cheese. You're in Costco, not wearing your mask, refusing to wear your mask. Yes, call the police. And here's her mother. Can you call your manager? Can you call her your manager? Yes. Do I call my manager? Yes. He's taking pictures of me because I haven't played with him. I haven't had a moment to put my mask on. You can put it on right now, ma'am. You're shaming me. I'm not going to do that for you. You should be ashamed. I'll do that when I'm ready to do it. You should be ashamed. It's ridiculous to shame people. Don't you have anything better to do? No, not right now. I don't. Do you understand science? Science? Science. Maybe better than you do. Apparently, I'm the one protecting other people by wearing a mask. Are you? Well, great. Pull out out your ID. I want to see. I want to see your credentials. Pull them out. I want to see your identification. <laughs> yeah. But first of all, if you haven't seen the video, she has the mask in her hand for yeah. her and another one for her mother who is literally in her 90s riding a lark in a Costco. And the woman is about to put the mask on and this dick gets in her face and starts saying, I'm calling your manager. This is the worst part of this. I mean, obviously, the 400 and something thousand dead would it is, is a bit of a problem as well that they, that died with the coronavirus. I mean, now under Biden, there's over 50,000. Biden has killed over 50,000 people with the coronavirus. His rules, not mine. But the effect it has on society, the fact that people have turned so many people into snitches and rats who are saying, call your manager. If he was yeah. really concerned that she was going to infect him, he would get the hell away from her, right? Yeah, and that's why and the Costco guy, when he says, can you call a manager, please? And the Costco guy's like, call a manager? Like, aren't you a man? What, what, <laughs> right. what are you saying that for? Why would I? Yeah, and he's so quick to yell at women. 
There all are. All of these tapes that we see are always guys, good progressives, yelling at women and getting in their faces and following following them through stores. Like even the guy with the funny shorts three weeks ago. They love it. You never see a squirrely uh, progressive yelling at a big dude without a mask. Right. They, right. They're, no, no, no. But anytime they get a chance to yell at women, including, you know, this mother is 111 years old, they are right there to show how tough they are. I um, I said this many times. I run and, and walk my dog without a mask. And of course I do. It's outside. I'm by myself. And it was okay for the last, whatever, six months. Lately, it's getting a little, a little bit, uh, you know, people are getting a little aggressive. I had a guy, an old guy with a cane yell at me the other day. I'm going by, <laughs> put your mask on. He yells. I just had to laugh. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to run with a mask unless you're an idiot. You don't run with a mask. You're outside. There's no danger that you're going to transmit it or get sick. I mean, I, I wear it in the grocery store. I wear it in CVS. I wear it in you know restaurants or whatever doctor's office. Of course I do. I'm not a, uh, you know trying to be, I'm not looking for a fight, but only a fool would wear it while they're jogging alone outside along a river, but whatever, it's got nuts. It's going to get worse. It doesn't right. matter. Vaccines don't matter. You know, herd immunity it won't matter. These people, the guy like this a-hole in Costco, they live for this. They love this. It's we've learned. Oh yeah. We've learned how many rats, how many snitches are out there. They're enjoying their, their new role as, you know, hall monitors, and we see it in the media. I mean, I don't know if we even have time to get into this New York Times story. A couple other things I want to get to. We want to get to Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, Maverick's owner. I, I just want to put one thing to rest on Mark Cuban is people see him sometimes. He's outspoken. He's loud. He's obnoxious. And they say he could be the next Trump. You know, he's a celebrity. He's rich. There's not a chance in hell. First of all, he's not smart enough. I know he made all his money and he made millions. But he said they're not going to play the national anthem at the Mavericks games. And they haven't played it this season. They're all done with the national anthem. He's in Texas. Do you think that works as a populist? If you're going to be a populist <laughs> and Trump defined the term, you're going to sit there. And by the way, he does business with China, defends China, ignores the genocide in China, and says, you know what? This national anthem thing is a little jingoistic for me. No more anthem. <laughs> Tell me that would ever play with the masses the way, you know, Trump build a wall or Trump, you know, make America great did, you know, killing the anthem and supporting the communist Chinese government. That won't work. I'm actually I actually support this, Jerry. I think all of the NBA teams should play the Chinese national anthem. That's a good idea. What about the black national anthem? That's important, too. Well, you know, you know that if they played the Chinese national anthem, nobody would kneel. No way. They it's would true. be up straight, you know, saluting the Chinese flag, total fealty. There's no way. They know where, uh, you know, who's taking care of them. Right. And and they don't care. You know, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, the Chinese government could literally kill every Muslim in the country today. It wouldn't stop uh, the NBA from fawning, from bowing, bending the knee to the Chinese. There's too much money involved. People like Cuban and LeBron wouldn't stop supporting them. They don't care. I mean, Colin Kaepernick's crap that he sells, the Nike stuff, mm -hmm. is literally made by slaves in China. The guy who says America is racist, systematic, systemic, America is cruel, it's unfair, it's an it's, it's, it's evil country. That guy his, makes his money from slave labor, and nobody right. seems to uh, 
Nobody seems well to in the slave labor in the concentration camp, camps are one thing, but the fact that Kaepernick can't go in some stores in Beijing should seem <laughs> problematic to him. But yes. it's not. He's not the sellout. No, it's Larry Elder in his independent movie is the thing that has to be, you know, Candace Owen. Right. Candace Owen's a sellout. Colin Ooh. Kaepernick supports a country. He will never say a bad word about a country that literally does, as you point out, there are stores that sell his crap, his shirts and sneakers that says on the door, you know, no blacks allowed. Yes. No, no blacks allowed. They Cap can't China. buy Cap merch in China. Well, Cap, right. Camp go, but he doesn't care because there's so much money in hating America. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I love that what you said about um, Candace Owens. Imagine that. You got Van Jones being pummeled now for simply having ever talked to Candace Owens. Oh, he being, took a, no, the, correct. They, he's getting killed now for taking a smiling picture. A oh. smiling picture. So, in other words, they took a picture together. Somebody said, smile. They smiled, and that pissed off Sonny Houston and Joy Behar. How could you take a picture with Candace Owen, a brilliant young African-American woman who, you know, they, she says we have some things in common, other things we politely, we disagree, mm -hmm. but we're, we're, you know, we're civil. They don't like that. No more civil. civil. Can't have civil. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. We have to get to this because it's the most outrageous. I wanted to get to it uh Yesterday, we never got around to it, but it is the most absurd cancel culture story this week because there'll be another one next week. And there was one last week. And, uh, you know, the L.A. Times woman that calls her neighbor a Nazi who blowed her driveway for free. She takes the prize of the biggest a-hole I think I've ever seen in the media. But if you haven't followed the New York Times story in Donald McNeil, their health writer who's worked there for 47 years uh, in some capacity, he's literally 67. He's been there 47 years. And he's been very important because he's been on the COVID beat. A story comes out that he used a racial slur on a trip to Peru, which I had to read this twice with high school kids. So New York Times writers host a trip to Peru with high school kids, like little rich kids, I guess, or kids mm -hmm. who somehow got had the money to go to Peru. And he's talking to the kids, and one kid asks Don McNeil, Donald McNeil, this reporter. They're you know talking to him. He's kind of a mentor figure and about life and the careers. And said, should a girl who did a rap uh, said the N word on a in a song, a twelve year old be punished? And he talked about it, and he made the point that you know was she using the how was she using the word? He actually said the word. He said 
In other words, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's about the spelling of the N-word. You know, does it end in an A or an E or that kind of thing? You know, did she say it in anger or did she say it, you know, quoting a song or quoting a person? That's it. That's what he did. And not only two years later or uh, three years, what year was the trip? I'll get that year. So it comes out that he said this word in front of high school kids, paraphrasing someone else. And they go nuts. They start an investigation. They initially say not a big deal uh, because obviously. Right. It was an analytical conversation. It was not used as a pejorative. It it was a useful and constructive conversation about vocabulary and culture. And the Times has his back initially like they should have. And they say, you know, it's unfortunate. We don't like that word. But, you know, in the context, there's some context. And by the way, initially, intent mattered. Mm-hmm. Intent. This is a new standard at the New York Times. And if it's the New York Times, believe me, it's also the Boston Globe, the Washington Post. Their new standard for language, Shattuck, is intent doesn't matter, which could be the most insane new rule in our current cancel culture that intent doesn't matter doesn't matter what you meant like saying obviously you know the rap songs or or Mm -hmm. you know quentin tarantino movies by their rule have to be uh forbidden you can't because there's if the intent is you know tell a story or sing a song or speak like speak like you know people on the street you know like whatever that you can't have a explanation explanations or uh yes the word is is, uh, it's dangerous no matter what word on its own gets you canceled gets you fired right so they initially do this investigation it's led by all the radicals the new york times as i say all the time anyone who takes it seriously is a fool it is a radical left-wing uh arm of the woke mob run by this Hannah Jones lunatic, the one who, who has used the same word herself. She not only has used it, she's tweeted it. <laughs> it's not like they just said, you know, she used it with some friends one night when they were, you know, drinking and they started singing some whatever, some Lil Wayne song and she used it. She's used it and tweeted it and said it like in a conversation. She led the mob. Here's the most insane thing. And I know, that there's no normal you know, reporters who care about journalism left at the New York Times. 150 reporters signed a letter demanding they get rid of this guy, Donald McNeil, the, the 67-year-old veteran reporter, because he said a word in a conversation, by the way, trying to teach young people you know, uh, the, the, you know, how to, to not use the word, like to not say it in anger, to not call someone that. When he knows, by the way, that they're singing it and they're, you know, singing rap songs or whatever, or poems, and he's trying to make the distinction. You can't use it to to call someone that. That wasn't enough. They wanted him fired, and they got him fired. And I have zero sympathy for him, Shattuck, because this guy, and I don't know what the, the severance package was, issued the single most embarrassing, humiliating apology I've ever seen. Now, obviously, apologies are part of cancel culture. They want to ruin you, but they will have a little bit of mercy on you. Maybe you'll get a severance package. Maybe you, you know, they won't try to destroy your whole family if you apologize. Correct? We know that. Right. But the whole thing, I mean, the apology was written right out of the jihadis in the newsroom. <laughs> right. it, 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 like, so, 
you accept Allah and admit your right. You know, like the, whatever that reporter from Fox that was uh, in, he was uh, being held prisoner, but he had to accept Allah and denounce, you know, like whatever Christianity and they would let him go. And they did. And to th- think that's what the New York Times, that's the culture of the New York Times. That's the religion now of the New York Times. If you work there, that's the religion. Now, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who wrote the 1619 Project, which was rife with errors so bad that the Times had to clandestinely go back and clean it up and change it, you know, not just simply retract parts of it. It was a crap piece of, of, um, of work that she put out there. In any other circumstance, she and her, the editor editors involved with that would have been let go because that's just incompetence and the thing that matters or should matter to the New York times. But no, right now it's policing language. And you know, if the, if the 26 year old woke kids in the newsroom are scared of uh, Tom cotton, then people have to get fired. And if uh, a guy has an honest conversation about vocabulary with uh, young people, he's got to go and in sign. You know, it's, it's one thing to make, words you know radioactive or make them you know whatever make them completely taboo it's another thing to say there's no context for anything and intent doesn't matter and this guy who's been working there and won awards and won praise for 40 something years that guy has to go literally we have to take his job ruin his life ruin his reputation because he was trying to teach uh, literally trying to teach young people, high school kids, to to you know think before they speak. Here's his apology, though. And again, I assume they had a negotiation. Initially, the editor said, you know, this doesn't call for resignation or firing. He learned his lesson. He knows the blah, 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 blah. And they let him off the mat. Wasn't enough. Then the mob fired up the, the torches, grabbed their pitchforks, and said, no, we want his old white ass we want him on a on a pike quote originally the Don mcneil the reporter got fired originally i thought the context in which i used this ugly word could be defended i now realize that it cannot it is deeply offensive and hurtful the fact that i even thought i could defend it itself showed extraordinarily bad judgment for that i apologize my lapse in judgment has hurt my colleagues in science the hundreds Jesus. of people trusted me to work with them closely during this pandemic, the team of the daily, the podcast that turned to me during this frightening year and the whole institution, which puts, which put confidence in me and expected better. That's his resignation. His career is over. His life is over. I guess he got a nice package because I don't know why else he would do this. He took the blame for like everything and the floods and famine and, Jason Blair and, you know, all. The, <laughs> I mean, the New York Times is, uh, let's be honest, there's, there's now another scandal with this Caliphate podcast. Again, stuff they just make up. They Isn't just that great. Make up. You know, you know what I read the other day? I think the New York Times, it was the New York Times, had over, I think the number was 15,000 stories about the Russian hoax. 15,000 hmm. over the course of three years or whatever, four years which was a total hoax, totally made up. We now know Hillary made it up. Which included uh, golden showers and hookers, but they didn't say Dominion voted machine, so it's fine. (laughs) They're the ones who are now policing people for misinformation or disinformation. A place that wrote 15,000 stories about a hoax. (laughs) 
And again, I don't take it seriously. I would never write it. I read it. I would never subscribe to it. It is a joke. It is a, again, it is just the voice of the woke mob. There's no journalism being done there. And this guy, the actual journalist who's out on his ass uh, and, and begging for mercy because he used a word, a mm-hmm. word that Nicole Hannah Jones probably uses like regularly. She got to know she's said it, tweeted it. That person led the mob that brought this guy down. It is, at least for today, the out- most outrageous cancel culture story I think I've ever seen. Well, yeah. apologies. Apologies taking ownership after something like this is usually good business after, isn't it? Like, isn't it like to launch a sub stack or something like that? Isn't that? Well, maybe that's his plan. Or maybe he's going to retire. He's 67. He's probably, you know, saved his money. I don't know. And his beat is COVID. So he could probably freelance. You're right. Substack. Or, you know, I think about that- it too. Like, if, if 150 colleagues are saying that you did something wrong, even though to us it's the most absurd thing in the world, don't you just fall on the sword? I'm a sissy. Well, maybe I probably do. You uh, know. No, I, well, I, uh, it depends. You know what? We all have a price. And maybe, yes. maybe they gave them $100,000 to walk away and apologize. And they said, you know, that's on the table if you apologize. If you walk away and, and blame us and, you know, kicking and screaming, you know, there's no 100 grand. You know, we all have. It was good to play the yeah, feeling. This guy, was, this guy was probably making a fortune anyway for working there that long. He's probably way back in the pension system and right. other things. No, I mean the, the way to do it. If he wants to do, go the Substack way, the right way to do it is to is to shoot your way out of there, like Barry Weiss did. Yeah, you're or, right. Or Greenwald, you're right. But Shattuck, you're a newspaper guy. Here's what blows my mind: that at Politico, when Ben Shapiro wrote a column, and I realized, you know, that's offensive. And mm-hmm. I mean, you actually have a conservative, a kind of a thoughtful, cerebral conservative, not a firebrand, not a bomb tosser, just a guy, uh, a right, a, a, a scholar, an intellect. Ben Shapiro wrote a column, two hundred and fifty or two hundred and two hundred something, two hundred plus staffers wrote a letter or signed a letter protesting the, the, the decision to let him write. And I said, Politico has 200 people. I know. How is I know. that possible? I know. The New York times, which I guess people read online, nobody buys it. And nobody takes it seriously. Has like 500. There was another story where they talked about all their, all their staff reporters. And it was like 500 people. How do they have 500 people? I know. I mean, newspapers, every time I read about a paper struggle and they get like 20 people writing for them or, you know, 30 reporters at the Denver Post or something. I'm going, New York Times says 500. Well, the daily is probably the daily alone probably subsidizes uh, 50 percent of that workforce nowadays. That thing's a monster. Amazing. That is amazing. I mean, I guess the people who listen don't care that whether it's true or not, because they got caught, you know, with a totally fictional account of a uh, of a terrorist do it in a, on their podcast, The Caliphate, and it's no big deal. It's like, oh, they were sorry. so excited to have a, ter- a member of ISIS they could love <laughs> that they said, screw it. Don't bet it. This guy is too good. He's one of ours. Right. He's so bad, that guy from ISIS. It's, it's like the guy who plowed my driveway. We're evil. <laughs> but it's just so bizarre. And you, you, you honestly just have to read these stories slowly to realize there are people, not people, journalists out mm-hmm. there who want to not only want to uh, legislate speech, stop speech, stifle speech, they want to sit there, like, go through. They have a full-time staffer, this woman, Taylor Lorenz, yeah. in the New York Times. Her job is to creep on people's social media. She's the one that creeped into the um, 
into the conversation they have now on one of these platforms. It's not Telegram. It's you know one of these platforms where you have chat rooms, big chat rooms from high-powered business people that talk about things. And she creeped on it and said the CEO from this company used the R word. He called something retarded. Yes, yes. She the R slur. It, it was not true. She made it up. She got caught. Someone else did it, but the guy didn't do it. She tried to ruin him, and she had to apologize. And her apology was, well, people said it, and they tolerate this kind of thing in this, in this conversation all the time. Her job is to creep on Facebook and Twitter and, and Telegram and catch people saying offensive things like, you know, retarded or catch people using slurs and try to ruin them. That's what the New York Times does. It amazes me that so many people don't recognize that and just say, I'm not going to be party to that. Like, I'm not going to support these awful people. These yeah. are bad people. Yeah, well, but, you know, as you were saying, with Politico, with their 250 employees, you know, the management essentially told them to go to hell. Yeah, you know, to the credit. And I think the day before, like Chris Hayes was the was the yes. celebrity columnist. And the day after it was like, you know, whatever, Rachel Maddow or something. I'm going, so they let celebrities, polit political pundits write. Who cares? Why would that upset you? How could that upset you so much? Ben Shapiro? They acted like they let, you know, Ann Coulter do it or, or whatever, or Milo Yiannopoulos do it. It was Ben Shapiro. I read it. It was harmless. It was a Republican, I mean, a right-wing conservative uh, take on the current political state of the country, that kind of thing. And they were so upset, they demanded that he be that it be renounced and people get fired. And just these people have lost their minds, which, uh, you know, I'm enjoying. It's kind of entertaining, but journalism is dead. We've said it many times. There's no journalism, except for the Lowell Sun. Yes, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. No, there's definitely, and you, and now you know more of these, and it's not even the guilds in these newspapers that are doing it. More of these staffers are making demands. They have demand lists, and in them, of course, is all sorts of uh, equity demands and all sorts of social justice demands, demands, and all the leadership decisions that are made. And this is just ridiculous. A twenty-five-year-old kid generally doesn't know a whole lot about anything, which they, is why they don't even know like what the First Amendment says. They don't even know their you know, why they're doing what they're doing. They think they're there to change the world and advance social justice. There was a story, one of the stories about this New York Times scandal said there was a big split between old school journalists like Don McNeil and people like him his, of his era and the young woke brigade that, that literally, you know, want to change the world. They want to get him out. Not just because he used the N-word on a field trip with a bunch of kids, but because he's 67 years old and white, they like, we don't want you. You know, we are here. We are the young, right. You know, firebrands. We're here to change the world and you're getting in the way. That's the, almost his offense to me, to some of these people probably was secondary. It's what he represents yeah. old school journalism, this whole crazy idea of free speech and objectivity that oh, well, where, where do you get off with that crap? Get lost. We're yeah. here. You know. No, they're taught to in in J school now. They are taught to infuse reporting with truth, which is truth as they see it. And you know, West Lowry. Their, their truth. 
Right. Yes, their truth, exactly. And it's your job now. So when a politician says something that's not true, you're allowed to say he lied. So you're allowed to infuse malicious intent into it, even though that's not reporting. You know, you should say that he you could say he said without without facts or without evidence, whatever. But no, no, you say he lied, except if it doesn't align with your politics. So when Donald Trump said something that wasn't true, he obviously lied. When Joe Biden promises voters in Georgia that they're going to get a $2,000 check from him if they vote for the senators, the Democratic senators, when he says that and then says now, no, 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 you're only going to get $1,400, even though he told them you're literally going to get $2,000 checks, he wasn't lying now. No, no, he, no. he misspoke. Come on. But, that's, that's just... or It wasn't him misspoke. It was you misunderstanding what yeah, he meant I mean, yeah it's just politics you gotta understand people right. say context yeah. context right. is back in context uh yeah by the way one last journalism note before we wrap this up the washington post when marty schottenheimer do you want to see how it has infected this this crazy woke mob culture has affected every part of these old of these former <laughs> newspapers they're not really newspapers anymore washington post new york times boston globe they are the media wing of the woke mob, the Washington Post, Marty Schottenheimer dies. And, uh, I mean, he was a legendary coach uh, known for winning a lot of games, but not winning the Super Bowl. but a legendary coach who'd won, you know, top whatever list of, of wins and, you know, had a pretty good reputation, pretty good leader of men. And their headline says, uh, uh, Don, uh Marty Schottenheimer, you know, uh, uh, NFL coach, Known for wilting in the big games, died at 77. And there was just outrage. I mean, uh, outrage in, uh, in the media from people. I don't even, I mean, I never, I don't remember dealing with Marty Shaw. Ex wife, right? The obit. It's like, <laughs> He's the uh, seventh winningest coach in NFL history. Known and, for wilting. Um, and and um, they, Here's what people do did immediately was um, uh, looked at their headlines like when terrorists died, you know, when they killed um, one of the guys in uh, Iran with a missile strike. Mm -hmm. Was it? Uh, and they See, said austere, 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 austere religious yeah. scholar, yes. you know, dies in in uh, whatever missile uh, miss, missile yeah, Soleimani, yeah. So they were much more uh, positive or pr uh, praising. <laughs> um, and they changed it. Initially, it said Marty Schottenheimer, NFL coach whose teams wilted in the postseason, dies at 77. <laughs> That's their headline for the guy. And there was such an uh, outrage. There was such outrage that they changed it to Marty Schottenheimer. One of NFL's winningest coaches dies at 77. <laughs> this is, again, the place that said the terrorist was uh, an austere religious scholar. But these people are sick. They're just sick. They look here. You know why they did this? This wasn't a person that had a bad experience with Schottenheimer. This was a person who doesn't like 77-year-old white guys yeah. who coach football. They just think that they're bad. I mean, they, you know, Marty Schottenheimer could have, you know, raised whatever, you know, orphans, adopted, you know, sick orphans, and they still would have said wilted in the postseason because they look at him and they say, oh, that Neanderthal, he coaches football. Oh, oh, gross. I mean, well, probably, right. And just think of the many decades of privilege he enjoyed. He probably never even thought of transitioning. Not once in his life. You know? <laughs> a lot of privilege, you know, a lot of uh, just, uh, just 
uh, macho crap. They probably just looked at him and said, not our kind of guy. Wilted in the postseason, put it in the headline. But um, that's just today's example. We'll get to more tomorrow and the next day and the next game because they're taking over, Shattuck. Hate to say it, they're taking over. You're a dinosaur. Tom Shattuck is a old white uh, guy who <laughs> works in newspapers. I wilted. You will. Your your old will be something about your, uh, you know. The By the way, Jerry, I left the damn um, chicken coop uh, open last night, and there are fox tracks on my driveway. Are there any? So I haven't had. A, I saw Jerry Callahan, little Jerry Callahan. He's fine. Oh, there may I, have been um, a domestic uh, an insurgency insurrection, Jerry, in my uh, <laughs> chicken coop. All right. Well, I'll let you get back and tend to the chickens. Make sure little Jerry Callahan is okay. That's important, Shattuck. I mean, how do they handle the cold? The chickens care? But no, they don't care. They, they don't they, care. they like it. They like they cold blooded. Uh, I don't know what they are. As a matter of fact, must, Jerry, technically, yeah, I, aren't they mammals or they have la- they have eggs? I don't know what they they're are. They're birds. Mammals. They're chickens. <laughs> they mammals. You know what, Jerry? I like I allow them to assign their own species to themselves because I'm more open minded than you. You are. You always has been. But all right, Shattuck, enjoy the Tampa boat ride. You should. You call it the Super Bowl correctly. Enjoy the celebration today in Tampa. I'm. You know. I'm really hoping. I don't want anyone to get COVID, but I hope no one's wearing masks because I just know it'll trigger all the same lunatics. One last time, Tom Brady has to trigger all the usual lunatics one last time today by taking a boat ride without a mask. Cannot wait. And maybe won't be on I won't be on Brady's boat, but some boat will have a Trump flag. And Uh-oh. that's not as bad as an American flag, but it's pretty bad. And I look <laughs> forward to it. Enjoy it, Shattuck. Thanks. And thanks to... Uh, DCU and Shake Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to GovX and thanks to everybody for listening. What I miss, Shattuck, anything? Well, you know what we didn't talk about, uh, Jerry, very quickly is the guys, the, the streakers in the Super Bowl. Oh, did you see that guy that he made uh, 350000 Yeah. I hope to God that's true. I, I know that's it seems too true. good to be true, but if that is true, then I want that guy to be DeSantis' running mate. First, that of is- all, first of all, the, the prop bet said a naked stripper, streaker, streaker, and he wasn't naked. Well, it's about as naked as you can get. He gave okay, his back. If you're in the casino, you're going to pay him off or you're going to save him? Yeah, you try. a high bar for streakers, Jerry. I don't know. passion. That's true. He did something that the Chiefs didn't do. Give him credit. Yeah, he got in the end zone. <laughs> That's end true. Zone. That's but, true. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to hear any more from that guy. That was a hoax. Jerry, is that an injury on your hand? Is that a no? It's just, I just wanted. It's just a um, looks like a bloody rag on your fist. It's it's a uh, gator bandana. Oh, oh mask up. playing with the bandana. There you go. Mask up. This is one of those you know, running masks. I think Dr. Fauci hey, this is, recommended this is, uh, this is random before we go, though, but last year's inductees, or, or actually nominees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you weren't nominated, you don't get pushed to the next year because they just announced the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees for 2021, and none of the people that were nominated last year are nominated again. Does that make sense? Like, you just, if you don't get in, you just out. You know what I mean? Last year? No, like they only, I think they nominate, let's call it 20 people, and they only let five in. Like Whitney Houston was nominated, she gets in, but like, uh, let's say, let's go with Nine Inch Nails. I I can't remember if they got in or not, but let's say they didn't get in. They're not on the nominee list. Uh, That sounds like, it sounds like a scandal to, uh, for the game. I I hope a lot of time to, I need a lot of time to work this through in my mind. What are the prospects of Marilyn Manson? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) 
I don't like his chance. I had a good resume, but I don't like his chance anymore. <laughs> right, you know, unless you want to separate the artist from the, the person, because he sounds like a, a real uh, low-quality individual. And you know what, Shattuck, I said this when Ron Jeremy got busted for rape. It's always the ones you least expect. You know, <laughs> Marilyn Manson, who knew he was such a creep? Um, maybe we'll get to that tomorrow, as usual. From, dumb idea from Cullinane, but uh, we'll we'll kick it around, and uh, maybe we'll get it tomorrow. Are we going to talk to uh, our friend Turtle Boy, who is uh, coming off a little mel- mental health break? Yes, he wants in. He gave me the notification last night that he's all good. He went live last night, so I got to check that out today to see. Uh, Good um, I have a lot of experience in, um, you know, partners on air, partners with uh, with with issues, and uh, sometimes it's good to talk about. It. It's good to get it out in the open, but uh, you know, we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to trigger anything. Yep, got to trust the process. He reached out. We'll trust the process. So, all right, maybe we'll talk to Turtle Boy about his recent uh, mental health issues. Mental health issues tomorrow, but. Uh, If not, uh, there's plenty to get to. Anyway, that's it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.